I'll say this. I am passionately curious. I am the most passionate guy and I am curious about what if I did this. That was Paul Akers and this is the Push Through Podcast. Welcome to the Push Through Podcast, where each week we tackle some of the most difficult areas of business as a shop owner, contractor, or manufacturer with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking minds in business development, marketing, entrepreneurship, and leadership. These are conversations designed to educate, inspire, and empower business owners and leaders to push through the barriers and thresholds they see before them. Join us for the ride at thepushthrough.com. That's thepushthru.com, where you can find in-depth articles and show notes from each episode. Get ready for the push through and your host, Jeff Finney. Welcome back to the Push Through Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Finney. I'm excited to share my interview with Paul Akers of Fast Cap, an author of Two Second Lean and a Lean Enthusiast. His uh, version of Lean is it's a philosophy. It's a relentless pursuit of eliminating waste through continuous improvement. We contacted Paul one day and interviewed him the next, and that's just how he is. He is a fast-moving guy. This guy is a living example of what lean should look like. His energy and enthusiasm will definitely motivate and inspire you to become a better person, owner, employee, spouse, you name it. His principles apply universally. Get ready as we meet with Paul Akers and talk about how to push through our own barriers with two-second lean. Well, Paul, thanks for joining us today. And in the spirit of lean, we're just going to jump right into this interview and get get right to the push-through. So, Paul, uh, thanks for joining us. Really glad you can make it. And uh, first, kind of give us a view on what lean means to you and, and what, it, what it's all about with your company. Well, thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be on the show. So more than anything, what lean means to me is a better life. My life gets better every day because I'm constantly improving everything that's going on, whether it be at home, at work, uh, the way I manage my emails, the way I interact with people. Everything falls under the auspices of how can I improve it? How can I tweak it so that tomorrow goes a little bit better than today? That's right. what lean means to me. So is that is that was that kind of the start of lean for you and and how you when you started doing it in your company is that kind of the start just you taking your constant improvement personally and then trying to convey that into the company? Well, I'd love to say that, but I think I messed up everything in the beginning. I, I, I did what most people do is I, I learned about the concept of lean and then I tried to push it on everybody else. And while I was doing it myself, I miss the most important caveat and that is you got to get really good at it yourself as the leader and model it in order for other people to do it well if you just want to tell people to do it and you kind of you know you know tacitly uh, attempt it right. it's not gonna it's not gonna work very well well and that's probably been the failure in, in my company over the last couple of times we've tried to do something similar to that is it's probably just been us conveying these thoughts and nobody really grasped onto it because it's not a, you're not turning it into a, a movement or whatever, where, where it seems in your company, it's, it's definitely a movement. It's a culture thing. It's a passion where we're maniacs. We're all maniacs. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm almost finished with your book and it's fantastic. The, the two second lean book and tell us, tell us a little bit about two second lean because I love the concept. Um, tell us a little bit about that. 
Well, the concept is really simple. What happened was when I started doing lean, I had one particular individual. His name was Nick. He worked in injection molding. And he was always having a hard time coming up with an improvement. And so in the in the first two years of doing lean, I did something called the improvement walk where I walked through our entire facility in the morning and worked with everybody to help them learn how to improve. And whenever I came to Nick, Nick always said, you know, well, I don't have any improvements. And I said, and one day I just said to Nick, is there anything that bugs you? And he goes, well, I don't know. I said, you mean everything in your place is perfect? There isn't anything you want to fix or improve? And he said, well, I don't know. And I said, come on, Nick, there's got to be something, right? And he said, and he said, well, this injection mold, when I put it in, I have to put my head way inside of it, and it's really awkward and everything. And, and I really hate re bending inside the machine. And I said, well, why do you have to bend inside the machine? He said, because I have to get the mold, mold level. And I said, well, show me what you do. And he showed me what he, what he was doing. And I said, so if you could see the level without bending it, your body in there, your whole torso inside that, would that help you? He said, yeah, that would help me. And so we took a level, put it on the mold, and then put a glued, a hot glued a mirror onto it so that he could stand on the outside and see what the bubble was reading without reaching into it. And he goes, that's incredible. And I go, that's all I want you to do every day. I want you to find something that bugs you, and I want you to make the stupidest little improvement. He goes, and I said, can you do that? And he said, yeah. I said, I want you to just make a two-second improvement, the tiniest improvement in the world. And he said, I can do that. And that's really kind of how it all started, the whole concept of making so small improvements that improve the quality of your life. Right. So two seconds every day just to make your, make your job or life a, a little easier, yeah. a little better. Exactly. It's so simple. And I saw in one of your videos on the, I believe it was on the website where one of your guys had done the similar thing, set up a little mirror on the side of his miter box saw so he didn't have to. Yeah, you know, that was just recent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peter just did that. Peter's a lean maniac, man. He's making improvements. The guy must make 10 improvements a day. It's crazy. We, have, we almost have to stop him. He makes so many improvements. <laughs> well, that's a good True, problem. I'm, I'm being serious, too. That's how many. That's a great problem to have right there. So, you know, from the perspective of a, a shop owner, you know, um, trying to get started, you know, most shops don't have a budget at all for anything like this. So, and, and sometimes budgets seem to make things harder anyways. If you just throw money at it, it doesn't fix a problem. So how, how right. can, how can shop owners like really like down to the root, how can they get started? What's, what's, what's a great stepping stone just to get started down the path? Well, you know, what we say is there's a great saying in the lean community. It, it says we use our heads, not our wallets. So improving doesn't need to cost money. Now, it certainly can. And we spend a lot of money on improvements, but we're at a different level than most people. But in the beginning, just putting a label on something, just reorganizing the way you sort through your files on your desktop. There are so many improvements. Organizing the way... Uh, you have things done in your bathroom, the way you clean it. There are so many things that need to be 3S. We call that sweeping, sorting, and standardizing. Every day, looking around your area and removing all the things that you don't need that are not part of the workflow and then just creating simple standards, putting things in Kaizen foam or organizing your tools so they're in the appropriate place so when you go to grab them, you're not reaching too far or you're not making five steps when you can make one step. Those things really don't cost any money. And those, there's a plethora of those you know, just swirling around you everywhere. Oh, yeah. You just got to look, right? That's right. So explain just a touch more about the three S's because I, I think if everybody is – anybody that knows anything about lean has heard five S. Uh, right. 
but your three S's, I love it because it's so simple yeah. to remember, but can we delve into just a little bit of each one of those and, and just yeah. tell us about the three S? Well, first of all, I learned three Sing from a company called Hawks, and, and I wrote that in my book. And this guy was a brilliant engineer. I think he even had a PhD, the president of the company. And he said, smart people like to make things complicated. That's all they do. You know what I mean? Right. And so 5S was the normal. But the problem with 5S was there, the two additional S's was, was sustain and self-discipline. Well, we decided, because we learned from Hawks, because every day they did 3Sing, that basically because it was a daily routine, there was no reason to even memorize self-discipline and sustain because it was automatic. So we just, so they just eliminated it and we said, that's good for us too. We don't want to remember five things. We want to remember three things. So the three things are sweep, sort, and standardize. So the way I interpret that, and everybody can do it a little different. Sweep, first thing you do is you clean your area. You make sure everything's clean. It's not dirty. And then you sort through everything. Like I'm looking at my desk. I have a few things on my desk right now. I need to sort through those and put those away in the appropriate place. So my desk is not cluttered all day. Right. That's sorting. And the next one is standardization. So some of these things need a specific place to go, a specific home where when they're gone, it's obvious they're gone and it's easy to put them back. That's basically the gist of it. And the whole essence behind lean is wrapped up in 3Sing. The reason you do 3Sing every day is because that gives you opportunity to find problems and then make improvements. That It all comes from 3Sing, to be honest. When you get good at 3Sing, you're good at lean. Yeah. Well, the the 3Sing is, like I said, that was one of the points in your book that I just thought was the probably the easiest entry point into starting lane just because it's so easy to convey. And something I wanted to ask you, it's kind of a silly question, but I'll tell you what, we fight it like crazy is, you know, the uh, the pair of pliers or the Phillips screwdriver that is supposed to be at the green bench and it ends up at the who knows where. How, how did you guys attack those early problems? I know that seems trivial, but... Boy, it just no. seems like that is the beginning point of a failure in the system. Well, I think, first of all, you have to get everybody together and you have to get them to understand the benefits of what happens if you create a dynamic lean culture. That, number one, right. they're going to be more successful in their work. They're going to enjoy their work more. They're going to make less defects. They're going to be able to provide better quality to the customer. The customer is going to be pleased with them. The potential to earn more money is there. And just general life will get better. If you can get agreement and everyone understands that this is what's going to happen if you adopt lean and do it well, you have to approach it from that standpoint. If, if they can't, they don't understand what's going to happen if you do this, then arguing over whether or not the pliers should be there or there, <laughs> is, you're, you're never, you're never going to get there. Right. So you have to approach it philosophically first, a little bit of philosophy on this is what lies in front of us. If we do this, we're going to become world class. We're going to become best in the world. That's basically what FastCap did is – we, we're a little company. We have 50 employees. There's nothing significant about us. And the whole world is watching what we're doing because we became best in the world at what we do. Right. Does that I, make sense? And that's I, pretty exciting. Yeah, that's, that's super exciting. I, I agree. And that's, I mean, that's what led to uh, you being here on the push through was, you know, us wanting to learn more about what you do and, and fast cap and, and the lean process that you guys have followed. It's been, it's pretty uh, motivational and inspirational. So for all of us, so. Um, so, so for instance, Jeff, where are you guys located? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. So, you know, I would set a vision for your company. I'd say, look, we're going to become the best cabinet shop, the highest quality, the best customer response, raving fans in all of Tulsa. 
wouldn't you like to wouldn't you like to have that moniker right. behind your name? I right. mean, doesn't that excite you to go to work? No, I work in the best cabinet shop in Tulsa. That's right. I mean, so that's what we can become in short order if we do this lean thing right. I mean, right. you don't want to get behind that. Do you want to be the worst? Oh, well, that, I tell you what, let's strive for the worst. How does that sound? <laughs> this, okay. The, the <laughs> other sounds much better to me. <laughs> um, well, the the push through, you know, sure. podcast, you know, is is the name the push through, and and the way we the reason we named it that's because it's kind of the constant state we're in, you know, as business owners, is just these never ending barriers we face when running our business, and we're just trying to provide the direction to help owners like get past those barriers and. So, so tell us a couple of the kind of maybe push through barriers that are involved in implementing lean. Maybe you can remember some of your early barriers okay. that were imposed. I, I'm going to answer that question. Remember, but I got to give you one, one bigger concept. Yes, please. Well, let me, let me just address your question right off the bat. Okay. The, the biggest thing is you got to get the right people on the bus and get the wrong people off the bus. That's all there is to it. Gotcha. Okay, so that's number one. There are people that don't want to do this, and they need to. They need you need to get rid of them. I don't know how else to put it. I can, you know, there's lots of lean consultants. There's lots of people who say, "Oh, you got to be nice to everybody." No, you don't need to be nice to everybody. You need to be fair to everybody. Okay, and if they don't want to get on the bus and they don't want to move forward, hey, guess what? Go find somewhere else to to uh, to create chaos. But we're not doing bus. that. Yeah, we'll find another bus. Okay, so I'm very brutal about that. Most people will never say that. I'm very candid about that. Right. So that's that's number that isn't number one, but that's maybe number two or three. Number one is the owner of the company, the leader of the company, must become one. Thousand percent committed to the concept of living. No turning back. Burn the ships. If you don't feel that way, then you're wasting your time. If you think for one second that you're going to dabble in this and you hope it works, you're wasting your time. It's not going to work. I'm going to tell you right now, it will not work. So total commitment. Another. The next thing is absolute. Uh, a, a burning desire to learn as much as you can nonstop and then get the right people on the bus and get the wrong people. On the bus. Yeah. If you do those three things, nothing, nothing will stop you. Yeah. Well that, and that's probably the second biggest point I took from your book was that, that, you know, this starts with your, like you, it started with you. It started with your management, your general manager, and you guys, uh, just owned it and and then started implementing it at FastCap and I've I've been obsessive, obsessively watching all your videos and everything on there and it's just it's awesome to see it the thing that I like watching is the culture part of it just your your whole operation is bought into it as much as it's crazy. you are yeah I mean it's just it's crazy um just awesome to watch so and then and then that brings another point so point four would be passion if you can't exude some passion about this then it's not going <laughs> to happen because nobody's going to get excited you got to be passionate about what you're doing in life and then the next thing number five is keep it so simple if right. you start covering your walls with spreadsheets and flow charts and value stream mapping oh my gosh you're gonna fail you're gonna fail and i'm and i'm gonna laugh the whole time you're gonna nose dive I, I, I see it all i see it happen all the time it's so simple three s your facility meet as a team every morning make quick little videos show people you know what you're doing so you can transmit this to your entire culture get them jacked up and then go to work and the whole thing's going to take care of itself it is that simple well i'm, I'm glad you mentioned the meeting because that was going to be one of my one of my other questions was what do you 
tell us a little bit about your morning meeting and and I know yours is a, a very long meeting, but how uh, tell us a little bit about that and how to get going on that because that's that's a great idea. Well, the morning meeting we say the your first morning meeting for probably the first six months should be about five minutes long. Ours is forty five minutes long, so you do not want to do what we're doing. Right. I mean, we we basically have a university. Every day, it's a college class. You walk in there, we're studying the Constitution, we're studying Ono's principles, we're studying Deming's principles, we're studying Baskap's principles, we're watching a history lesson. Uh, you know, it, it's so intense, it's incredible. A word of the day, a quote of the day, the Constitution. I mean, it's, it's insane what we're doing, right? But it's like going to university. But you just need to meet in the morning. I say, get my book. Read one page a day in the book, discuss it as a team, and then go to work. If somebody has an improvement they made, share the improvement, and then go to work. Right. It's really simple. And then yeah. let it build organically. But if you make this big, long meeting, everyone's going to sit there and roll their eyes and go, I need to be working. What's going on here? Right. See, we have the time to do that because yeah. we have refined our processes so intensely, well over a quarter of a million improvements. Wow. So do you, on your morning meetings, do you uh, – does the managers put all those on, or is it everybody uh, involved no, in that system? Everybody leaves the meeting every morning, a different person every morning. A, di a different person every morning. Yeah, a different person, because we're, we're creating leaders. Our, someone just called yesterday, what's our, what's our corporate uh, philosophy? It's simple. Grow people. That's all we care about. Grow people. So we know that if we, we grow our people and make them into great leaders, mature people who are thoughtful, can think, think critically then we're going to win no matter what we're doing, whether we're making woodworking tools or dental tools. It doesn't matter. We right. have thoughtful people. So yeah. no, a different person every day. And you know, Jeff, I know what I was going to say earlier that I, I kind of had a little uh, uh, a, a, a senior moment there. And this was this, <laughs> when you made the thing, when you made the comment about the push through or you right. know, all, all these people have all these, all these business owners have all these problems and these obstacles and these barriers. You know, I got to tell you, I don't have them at all. Really? I, 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 I used to have those. Right. I used, that, that's why I did lean. And this was a very important point. I did lean because I was so frustrated. I didn't do lean to make more money. I did lean because I was so frustrated the way my company was organized. And I was battling all these stupid things all the time. And I hated it. I said, there's got to be a better way to run a company. Yeah. And so I did lean for the purpose of learning operational excellence. And once you start doing it, I have little tiny fires that I put out every day. I mean, minuscule fires. But right. most companies are just, they have, it's maddening what they're going through to get their work done every day. And I don't even know what that is. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's a huge takeaway right there because, I mean, quality of life as an owner, I mean, it's, uh, man, that's that's probably the hardest part of, of owning a business. Big, is just, big, you know, big time. Just, that's got to be your biggest there's got to be a plus to owning your own business, right? So, I mean, that should be it. it should... <laughs> that, that's good. That's the best quote I've ever heard. Jeff. There's got to be a plus to owning your own business, right? <laughs> I mean, really, like, shouldn't there be? Right. Yeah. And Instead it, of banging your head against the wall. And, exactly. And uh, it sounds I'm like gonna, you've got. I'm going to remember that. Quote. I'm going to remember that quote. That's Please a good do. one. <laughs> <laughs> well. Paul, I'm a uh, I'm a big one thing guy, and by by listening to your book, I can tell that you kind of are too with some things. And and uh, if if you could kind of pin your success with lean on one thing, and you may have already said this earlier with about growing people, but what what would your kind of one thing about lean be? About lean oh, about, about your success. I'm sorry about your say. like your success with lean. Um, 
can you pin it to can you pin anything like on one thing well i'll say this i am passionately curious i am the most passionate guy and i am curious about what if i did this right uh-huh and then you go that's, do it that's what i just do it i just everything to me is like Oh, let's see what happens. And I don't just say, let's see what happens. Right. Let's see what happens. And jump into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm passionately curious. I right. mean, I, and, and that is it. And when you work, I work with Toyota all the time. I mean, uh -huh. just nonstop. I'm in, I'm in Toyota. I work with Toyota. You know, I'm always over in Japan. And when I talk to these leaders, that's what they're doing. I mean, they're, they're just relentless. They're relentless about what if we did this? What if I did that? You know, and they're just curious, passionate people. They think Toyota calls themselves, they're the poor farm boys. You know, when Toyota started out, they were a joke. Nissan was the, the gold star uh, company. Right. Nobody right. wanted to work for Toyota. Toyota were a bunch of farm boys, a bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> and that's how they view themselves. Right. They view themselves as super average people that are just curious and go out and find out what happens if we do this. And and now they're, look at them now, they're the you know, the best in the world, best the company best. in the world. I mean, they, they are the best manufacturers in the world. Right. Well, that's, that's gotta be an interesting, uh, journey going over there and, and looking at their facility and seeing how they do things and, and just talking to their management and their people. I mean, I'm sure the the culture there is just even probably 10 X from what yours is. I would assume just because oh, of their size. No, you a, know? A, th a thousand X. What yeah. We are. Yeah. On that's a scale of one to 10, on a scale of one to a hundred, Toyota's a ninety-nine, fast caps a three. We are a total. <laughs> we are a total. And look at here. Here's the one thing: become passionate hillbillies. There you I, go. And you, you, you can interpret that any way you want. <laughs> be, hum, be humble and be passionate about learning. Curious, passionate hillbillies. That's you got. It. That's what there I'm putting you on your putting on your front page. There you go. <laughs> Well, Paul, let's jump into the quick cuts real quick before we before we log off here. Give us a personal habit or trait that makes you better or more successful. I love people. Love I you. love seeing people succeed. I love other people discovering things and going, "Oh man, I didn't know that could happen." That's my that's my passion. That, that's infectious. That is infectious. Uh, what do you what do you think the future of lean in our industry looks like? Especially you know over here in the U.S., um, it seems like it's definitely a growing trend, and and I'm sure your book and and all your videos are helping with that. But what do you think the future of it looks like? Oh, it's incredible. It's it's on fire. I mean, I can't. I, I get 300 to 500 communications a day. I can't even keep up with it. I get all over the world, nonstop people boxing me, people WhatsApp. What about this? What about this? It's just the whole thing is exploding. It's crazy. That's fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so you, you're obviously a super busy guy and on the run all the time. What's a, what's a resource or an app or a program or anything? Is there anything that makes you, makes your life a little easier, oh, a little quicker? What, what, one, one resource. Everyone in the world should be on Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. Okay. It's similar to WhatsApp, but the difference is I call Voxer the Ferrari. WhatsApp is the minibus. <laughs> Mini, uh, WhatsApp is great for big video files, big group chats. But if you just want to communicate with people all day long, which is that's what we're all doing. Right. And you want to do it fast, seamlessly through an audible system. And you can embed pictures and videos. It's just not as big a file. Voxer just blows everything away. I get everybody on it. Our whole company's on it. It's the, it's the only. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, what's a, what's a book that you consider to be your favorite other than two second lean? <laughs> well, if, if you want to do a quick, the, the best audible book 
that I would recommend doing, because I do everything audible, is American Icon, the story of Alan Malawi and how he turned around Ford. He was the former vice president of Boeing and how he turned around Ford applying lean in 2006. It is a fantastic read, the most interesting story, and you'll see that anybody can do it. If Ford can pull it off, anybody can pull it off. So that's my favorite audible book, particularly pertaining to lean. But if you want to just read a great book that's not an audible, uh, Matthew E. May, The Elegant Solution, is a fantastic book. Okay. Is that a is that also a lean type resource? Or just oh, yeah. A- no, no. Big thing. Matthew May worked for Toyota. No, he's he's incredible. Okay. Yeah, no, he's a really smart guy and a great communicator. So this book is very – I've never recommended to anybody that haven't come back and said to me. That's right. That's an amazing book. Yeah, great, great uh, consideration. But um, it's not. But it's not an audio, and so many people do audio these days. That's, that's right. Oh, that's me right there. So, yeah. Um, well, hey, Paul. Before we log off, give us a way to connect with you or, or with your book or anything. Let us uh, let us yeah. know what your resources are. Well, the bottom line is all my books are available for free. I have three books. You can download them at go paulacres.net or fastcap.com, either one, and go to you know you'll see you'll see the book tab. Just click on that. And you can download them in 14 languages. They're, they're all there. Everything's free. All the videos are free. Everything's free. We don't want your email. We don't want anything. Just go change the world and improve the quality of people's lives. If you want to talk to me directly, get on WhatsApp or Boxer. I much prefer Boxer. Send me a Boxer. You'll be shocked at the speed at which I reply back to people. They can't even believe it. But that's because we have lean methodologies for communication instead of Email, which is about here's my here's another quote from book. The stupidest way in the whole world to communicate. I can't even believe people use email anymore. I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, Paul, thanks so much for having uh, being on the show here on the push through. We we're super excited about this you know this interview, and, and I'm I'm just glad you took a few minutes for us. So uh, keep keep doing what you're doing, man. You're you're just you're just rocking it. My pleasure, Jeff. And you have great passion. I love what you're doing. Thank right. you. Thanks, Paul. We'll see you. Okay. Bye bye. Right. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Push Through Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and visit thepushthrough.com. That's thepushthru.com for exclusive content, articles, and more.